with Whiskey on the Weekends. That background noise you heard there is BJ. BJ, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, good. So I believe we have Levi as well. Hey there. And my good buddy Spencer. Spencer Pants, how's it going? President of the Can 4, doing well. How about you, man? Great. We're four for four. We're here. It is July 28th. We're doing a Whiskey on the Weekends. Sunday, it's 8 a.m. Um, BJ's time. And that can only mean one thing. That means drinking. Tradition. Before yeah. we start the drinking, I do want to talk about a couple pieces of housekeeping for the Mangum Talks podcast channel. Spencer and I have uh, posted episode two of our review of HBO's Chernobyl. Um, this is an t- episode titled, Please Remain Calm. Uh, Spencer, I had a lot of fun doing that one with you. What do you think? Yeah, I bumped into reference the title, I had a hard time remaining calm. This is just a, such a wonderful show, which has been a delight to talk about and even rewatch. I was not really expecting it to hold up necessarily in a second walk go through, but I think I'm enjoying it more than I did the first time. Yeah, me too. A lot of people listening to that, too, by the way. Uh, so thank you. If you listen to the uh, Mangum Talks TV episode one, you know, we'll check out episode two. Then we have Mangum Reads, BJ. What's happening on Mangum Reads? Uh, yeah, so Mangum Reads, we're uh, working our way into our first uh, murder mystery detective novel, and uh, we're quite enjoying it. Our next episode is actually going to be recorded tomorrow. Um, and I'm hoping to keep on with a uh, about a week and a half release schedule. Um, and then we have some other content that we might be bringing out in the next month or so um, that that I think your wife is going to be the most excited about. But we're hopefully, I, I want to make sure that we actually ha- have it uh, uh, loaded up before I announce any uh, more discrete details there, though. Ooh, that's what's called a tease in the business. Um, and talking about release schedules, we have been really all over the place with when we're releasing pods. I think we're going to try to get a little bit more regimented. We're going to try for Friday releases of Whiskey on the Weekends. Appropriate. goes into your weekends. Um, and we're going to start recording these podcasts, these Whiskey on the Weekends podcasts in two parts. So this is the first part. Uh, during this first part, we're going to uh, try some whiskey. Um, and we're going to find out what the world's going on in Spencer's life. And then we're going to do hashtag on brand. <laughs> Spencer, you provided the whiskey. What are we drinking? I did, to the degree that it showed up despite UPSs and the bottles I bought's best efforts. Um, Which is actually kind of funny. I don't remember if we touched on this last episode, but um, I actually received a wet box that that smelled of whiskey. Um, I think that that in my part of the country, they just don't care as much because it sounded like uh, when you had shipped it to a more alcohol-controlled state, they just said no that is not acceptable but um they they repacked your box in a in a fresh box and it leaked through that too so it, it was a uh, yeah, discount amazon bottles not necessarily the best purchase i went for for this also uh i think i learned a valuable lesson about how ups will treat a package if they have any reason to question its contents in the sense that the package that was sent to lee uh was sent back to me as just shards of broken glass Apparently, upon deeming it in any way objectionable or just a package that they could have fun with, they just drop-kicked it, found out that it had alcohol because it was shattered and just spread liquid everywhere, and then sent it back to me with voided insurance. Yeah, I love that mm-hmm. sort of fussy note you had, too. It just said insurance voided. Yeah. <laughs> in the explanation, I had to ask them, why are you sending me back a trash bag full of just splintered glass? Uh, that was the explanation I got. But, apparently... Uh, some alcohol arrived to all three of you now, so I'm yep. glad for that. Uh, the theme for this week is we actually have an audience base. 
in the sense that I have four bottles of liquor that have been donated by various listeners of our show that they wanted us to try. We're excited for us to offer opinions about because none of them had had these before, but had heard good things and wanted to use us as guinea pigs before they tried them themselves. So, mm, Are these the same people that tossed up the uh, Costco liquor? Uh, one of them is, yes. Luckily, we're not uh, doing that one this week. I just love, uh, Spencer, I, I'm not, I'm going to call it frugal that I would say you are. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that you've now outsourced the cost for whiskey on the weekend. You have people giving you liquor. No, the problem <laughs> with this was I started feeling weird that I had four bottles of liquor that were just sitting at my desk at work. Uh, and just decided to take them all home and not have my desk so full of liquor. I didn't have room to put piles anymore. That's funny. Four bottles of liquor. I think that's a... You're, you're I mean, don't lawyers normally have a drawer that they keep all their liquor in? I, Do you not have a drawer in your desk? I, I did. It was not, it was overflowing now with liquor. I didn't bring all of it home. This is just the four bottles I brought home. I've accumulated <laughs> quite a collection of people donating for just me or for our podcast. Or Seems both. like you need to drink more at work. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Or send us more whiskey. Like, I'm, I'm cool with either. Um, what did we start with four. Uh, I used a little handy-dandy system of uh, tiny stickers. Uh, we're going to start with the one that has the world on it. Okay, okay so, so quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have these stickers because you like collecting stickers? Or how, how are these stickers obtained? Uh, Bridget has just drawers full of nothing but stickers that we receive in the mail and then just keep for the reason we may someday need stickers. Mm-hmm. Spencer, when you say uh, you've received stickers in the mail or that Bridget has received stickers in the mail, um, how uh, that doesn't happen. Um, I, I, I've I, lived in the world for quite a bit of time. I've never received stickers in the mail. Typically, you order something online or you purchase something or someone intentionally sends you ooh. something. Can you go to a bit more detail there? Like this. No, no. I, didn't, I don't believe I'm going to stand up for uh, Spencer here. I have gotten random-ass stickers in the mail from, like, Publishers Clearinghouse or weird fucking things like that. I, I mostly get, like, return address labels. You get those, too. Yeah. Usually, it's like it, it, the, the psychology of it is they give you something so that you would then feel compelled to have to respond to it. You guys, you guys like may price. notice that uh, these stickers have a certain degree of a theme attached to them, or at least a couple of them do, in terms of the world and the penguin that we're going to be having this time. These are lots of stickers we get from the Sierra Club because we are member, we are we are subscribed to their magazine. Okay, so that's, that's not stickers. random stickers. No, it's random stickers. That's where these stickers came from. We also just get random stickers. Like, do you guys get those little address labels that people just send you? Yeah, yeah. That, I was just, just talking about that. Same thing of where we got address <laughs> labels on top, and then there's stickers attached to the same thing. The way we get. Interesting. So. Spencer, I'm, I'm surprised that you want to try this one first. Yeah, I this is uh, this is clearly a scotch. Okay, uh, this is Laphroaig, quarter cast. Uh, yep. It is an Isla single malt scotch whiskey. I have never had it before. Uh, have you guys? Yep. VJ, are you going to um, deal with his pronunciation? Of I, I mean, I, I have before. I will again. It, it's Isla, not Islay. Um, Sorry. So the I'm, S is kind of like in, in island. I, I kind of do want to make you just pronounce it Island from now on. But don't don't feel bad, Spencer. I didn't know that until he corrected me on a previous one. I didn't know that until I until BJ brought it up. Um, but of course he would. Kudos, BJ. Thank you. Okay, I have had this whiskey before. It is a very good whiskey. Um, it is not cheap. Work out. As I said, we are going beyond bourbon for this. I only actually have one yep. bourbon among the four I sent. Um, this was a gift of my immediate boss, who. Uh, 
Well, it was a Christmas gift slash I'm liking your podcast. Hope your friends enjoy it. Awesome. So the other thing I will say is... Your if boss you say, listens to the pod? Two of my bosses listen to the pod. That's, that's where I got these four from. All right. Sorry, BJ. Go ahead. Uh, no worries. Um, so you said it's it's not an uh, inexpensive whiskey, and, it, and it, you're right, it isn't. But I think it's in like the fifty to seventy-five range. I was actually just looking through whiskeys at, at, at my local uh, liquor store. So you know, it's it's not the below fifty range, but but it's not. There are a lot of scotches that get you know oh, yeah. at the hundred and above, and and I'd say like a good price point for a good scotch. I would say is like seventy five to one twenty five, whereas like I feel like bourbons for the same quality it's usually like fifty to seventy five range. And just like a demand thing. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a fair point, BJ. There's a lot of scratches that are more expensive. But just walking around in the world paying seventy five bucks for a bottle of liquor. Most people would find that on the Oh yeah. Fair enough. I like it. It's it's sweet. Yeah, give me, give, me, give me some reviews. What do y'all think? She put curious to hear. Sweet on the front end, a lot of a uh, lot of smoky flavor, that peaty flavor that I really like. Uh, doesn't have a real long aftertaste. Nope. Um, which I appreciate because uh, I've had some whiskeys that you know you take a bite and it seems like you've you put like old charcoal in your mouth um, for another thirty minutes, and it, you know, and that's problematic when you're enjoying it anywhere close to food because it'll just completely destroy your palate. This is something yep. I, think I could have a glass or two of and then actually have dinner and taste it. Um, the one thing I will say uh, for future reference, Spencer, if you have an, an Isla whiskey, um, and we should definitely try that second, um, and we should definitely have something to cleanse our palate, it just just as a general rule, but like things that are sweeter and milder, if you have them first, it's easier to taste the, the second thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and We'll have a gap between the two. Yeah, uh, that, that we will. Um, yeah, that's why most people have scotch after dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as a cigar, as opposed to an aperitif. I'm yeah, learning. with the, you have you have a glass of this with a cigar. You're not tasting anything until breakfast. Uh, <laughs> so, so I I wanted to do kind of a a, a new thing, um, and and uh, after Spencer uh, tells us how he feels about it and how much he dislikes it, um, where I'm gonna toss out some words from tasting notes and you tell me if that's actually one of the tasting notes or just something I'm pulling out of absolutely uh, nothing. I, I'm utterly useless here. Go on. Uh, well, no, no, no. I, I want your review on how much you dislike the campfire. Uh, actually, you know, surprise, surprise even to me. The first taste of this was harsh, but I'm now really enjoying this. That's insane to me. It, it is... So, so what I will say is I think this talks a lot about how somebody's palate can progress over time tasting something and what it, what is an acquired taste because we had um, – I sent out a Bunahaban fairly early on that was a, a peated scotch, and mm. um, I, I'm not going to make any bones about, like, you know, the smoothness, but, but a fairly smooth PD whiskey, and you ha- were having none of it. Yeah. You were – so unhappy, which entertained me. The first taste of this brought me right back to that. It was like, I've had this before and I don't like it. And then the first taste was like, okay, we'll suffer through this. Second taste, it started to get better. Third taste, I'm very much enjoying this. I'm very glad that you guys went first because I would not have had the adjectives necessary to describe it. But in terms of peaty and smoky, that is what it is. And 
it's really delightful. It's something I've got to drink very slowly in terms of just sipping it and uh, enjoying the flavor as I go, but it is surprisingly good. I don't know what this says about my progression as a result of y'all's efforts in the show, but I, yeah, you know. I'm actually not surprised. I'm not surprised, Spencer, that you like this one more than other scotches we've had. I mean, it, it, so it's called quarter cast because it's it's cast in a much smaller cast than you normally would have. So when you think of the liquid that's actually in the bo- in the, in the cask, there's more liquid touching the cask per like amount of liquid that's in it, right? Because you have a much smaller cask, so it actually pulls out more like sugars and different flavors, and that's why I think this is a little bit sweeter and a little bit easier to get down than something that's cast in a much larger cask and then, you know, it won't be as sweet. It has, you know, different flavors. And BJ, yeah. did I completely fumble that? No, no. I, um, the only thing I was going to toss in there that I feel like you were searching for is the surface area to volume ratio is different. Dang, so, right there. Yes. Um, basically, it allows a, a change in flavor faster because you don't have to age it as long for it to go in and out of the wood. Um so exactly what I meant to say, but it just makes for a delightfully complex kind of woody flavor that I just I I've, I guess I've grown to quite enjoy. Uh, BJ Levi, what do y'all think of it? Uh, I think the review has been been set. I mean, it, it has a very smooth taste. There's a little bit of a bite to it, as Terry said, which is the sort of very clever thing here, right? Is that 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 bite leaves your mouth very quickly. It doesn't it doesn't wallow around your taste buds, which is a, a very different. Uh, I've honestly not had a scotch that does that. Scotches tend tend to stay around a little bit more, which I, I like. Yep. Agreed. But it is it, it's surprisingly light um, for for what it is. Um, so Terry's spot on about you can have a glass of this before dinner um, and be perfectly okay. You're not you're not ruining your dinner with with a mouthfeel of peat. Right. Yep. Um, so. Um, why did it say that? All right, so so some words from the uh, tasting notes. Now, are we, are we saying these are tasting notes whatsoever or tasting notes that apply to this particular? That apply to this particular whiskey. Because I could, you know, the the list of things that people have applied to tasting notes Broad, is, sure. is insane. So, is, this, uh, is this some sort of crowdsourced uh, tasting notes list, or is this yours? No, is it from the vendor? I, I just Googled tasting notes and it was the first thing. I think I'm going to probably use this in general because it looks fairly straightforward. It's master of uh, Okay, so anyway. it's, a, it's a generic list of tasting notes, so you're going to ask us whether it applies to this particular... No, no, no. This is a... I'm going to say some words that some of them are from, like, the tasting notes that I have in front of me and some I'm just going to throw in and because, okay. you know, because shits and giggles. But I, I think I, I like your idea better and we might do that in the future. Um, so... Um, rum and raisin ice cream. Mm, no, no. Is that a conjunction? Is it all three of those? Uh, rum and raisin, I assume, is the flavor ice cream. I've never it, had it. That does not remind me okay. of rum and raisin at all. Somebody goes no. Uh, that is part of the nose of of this, according <laughs> to this website. Sure. Um, I mean, it has a caramel taste, but no. <laughs> Uh, leathery. Maybe a little. Yeah, I'll go with leathery. I'm on it. That, that kind of no. Tie-in, maybe. Yep, Levi is right with a no. Um, and then the the other things that I want to say that this says, and this is thoroughly amusing to me, is sweet cereals and a touch of cola syrup on the palate. You're just making up words. I don't. I'm know gonna that. say yes. 100% yes. 
that is that is a hundred percent on there. Yeah. Sure. Not, not. I don't get that. But the sort of cola, the sort of overly Swedish, like almost Alex sort of taste that comes with a lot of the cola syrups. Um, not, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go with what it says on the bottle and say this is accurate. The perfect marriage of peat and oak. That that fat. That's what it is. You're such a poet. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ooh. that there's a more sweetness that uh, you get from the whiskey than the perfect marriage of, of peat and oak would, would give because, um, first of all, tons of, of whiskeys are aged in oak, and depending on the char level and things like that, you'll get very different flavors. Um, also, there are a lot of, like, uh, Chardonnays that have an oak flavor to them because they're aged in oak barrels. And so I feel like those two flavors just have almost nothing to do with each other, even though they are from the same wood and, and could be described as oakiness. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so so I, I very much appreciate the, the choice of one of your coworkers, and I'm very surprised that you actually enjoy it, Spencer. Um, you know, I quite enjoyed it, and we're actually doing one of that coworker's other recommendations next, though it is going to be completely different. Awesome. Um, so, so the two things for for this uh, first part of the podcast are hashtag on brand, and then we'll go into to something else. But for uh, for on brand, um, and I actually have a little bit of an agenda along with this. Um, I, I think since the last time we had an episode, I got a haircut. Um, and yeah, it's just shorter. Um, I, uh, so after every time you get a haircut, they show you like, you know, here's a mirror. And first of all, there, there are two things about this. One, um, every time I get a haircut, I clearly walk in with glasses and sometimes they'll try and show me my haircut without my glasses on. I'm just like, oh, every damn like time. What, what, what's the point of this? Um, and second of all, I don't think I've ever had any comment other than, like, I want to get out of this chair and pay you and leave. Like, like I guess you didn't, like, I've, I guess I've never had a bad enough haircut that it was like, you completely fucked this up and something needs to be done. I've even had, like, fairly bad haircuts and I'm just like, I just, I just want to leave. Like, I, I don't know what I can say that would get me a better haircut because... It, like I, I just don't know what to do from here. And, and so I've never had that conversation. And I can't really imagine having that conversation with that person. I would think I would just like, go to somebody else and be like, this other person just like fucked up my haircut. Can you make it so I don't look retarded? And, Problem and so, um, so again, the, the on-brand was many times like the amount of conversation I have in any given situation um, really sort of, it changes somewhat, but um, another example would be um, I go to the gym every morning, and there's pretty much the same person. At, what? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and there's pretty much the same person at the front desk every time. And I now apparently have to have a little bit of conversation every time I, I show up and every time I leave when, you know, I scan in my ID and then I leave and it's just like, okay, you know, have a nice day or whatever. And... I was more okay with this up until now on Fridays he says have a good weekend and I and I feel like I have to respond in kind and change it rather than like have a nice day and I feel like that's an affront like you're making me have <laughs> social interactions that I just don't want to do. How so, dare that courteous person. So 
a lot of stuff wrong with what you've said here. Um, oh, I know, but but this is my own brand. This is very First, own brand. I, well, also, I feel like this is on brand for Levi too. But so no, I mean, I'll let you Levi jump in a second. But the, the haircut thing, I really don't understand because, like, at, at a bare minimum, there may be times where they just didn't cut as much off as you wanted, right? So you can just say, yeah, just take a little bit more or trim this part up. I mean, there's some really basic feedback that you can give on a haircut that you don't have to be like a hair expert or have particularly complicated haircut to provide. So giving you the the chance to do that, I, I don't know why that would upset you the way it seems to. No, no, it, like I guess it doesn't upset me per se, but it's just like a yes, it looks shorter. Like I, I guess until like I wash my hair and then it sits like like it normally would, since I don't put a lot of effort into you know doing things with my hair in the morning. That <sighs> like yeah, that that's a that's another on brand <laughs> huge surprise. But like I don't know if it's not short enough or, or whatever that because it's essentially been styled to how the stylist has decided my hair should look and I have no idea what that's going to look with the how I do things. Okay. Anyway. A so, couple of thoughts here. Um, so in terms of the not having a bad enough haircut, uh, that's probably true because you probably go to professional places. But as a person who used to go to a, um, a training facility uh, for for <laughs> for haircutters. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I went to uh, – Also on brand. Um, there were times where, yes, you needed um, fixing. There was also times where it took four hours to get a haircut because the lady was so goddamn slow. Um and had it had to get her supervisor to like fix everything she screwed up. Um, it just took four hours. And at that point, by the way, uh, my girlfriend at the at, same girlfriend as I have now, but she she was <laughs> I was saying it. At, I love it, Levi. My girlfriend at the time. That's perfect. Um, she she used to make fun of me for doing this. She's like, Levi, you're, it's fifteen bucks. You can pay the extra five or ten and go to a place that is with professionals. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, but after that was done, she was she she brings up all the time of like exactly Levi. This is why you pay a little bit more and you get a little bit more value. Um, at the time, I didn't I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I was definitely annoyed. Um, but I definitely to, to your point, BJ, I, I had insight into in my hair of like, hey, you seem like you missed the spot. Um, that's not even. Um, you know, well, the Aveda thing makes more sense for men or less sense for men than it does women because women's haircuts can just go crazy. I mean, yeah, they can. Or whatever. Um, I mean, but for us, you're pretty much capped out at about thirty bucks. I mean, unless you're just going somewhere that's robbing you. But I will say, um, to BJ, you can also just like like pick a word to, to say in response. For example, I say cheers. Have a, have a good day. Cheers. Um, and at that point, because it's so odd in the conversation. People leave you alone. They don't like have a casual conversation. You either like just just go full full tilt into it, um, or you become a sociable human being. So pick one, BJ. I think that that was the exact advice I was going to give: is be outright rude one time, and then you will never have that problem again. That person will never try to say. <laughs> like if they just say "Have a good weekend" and you just grunt, just go. Ugh. <laughs> never have to worry about it again. Problem solved. Do the push of tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I don't know. I I feel like ten, fifteen years ago, I probably would have been like, "Yep, I'm going to be an asshole, so I never have to have this interaction again." But but I'm not comfortable with that anymore. I've turned into less of a terrible human uh, being. B, BJ, I mean, just just accept the you're Lean into it. Yeah, nice person. Yeah. 
I mean, it, have a conversation. Ask him what he's doing for the weekend or she's doing for the weekend. I mean, conversation. You might find a friend. I don't know. So, um, Spencer, I feel like you had a look on your face when Lee said that you cap out at about 30 bucks. I just want to – have you had, like, a $50, $100 haircut? I have had a $50 haircut before, but it wasn't just a haircut. Oh, would you? Ooh, it was one of those Florida Happy ending? showers. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. The Robert Kraft special? No, no. A friend uh, convinced Slash just set me down in the chair and told me something was going to happen in the sense that it was a haircut, a beard trim, a shampoo, and a waxing in terms of removing hair from my nose and ears, which was a remarkably unpleasant experience in a variety of ways, but um, was unique. Uh, I learned that the nose did not hurt as much as the ears, which I wasn't expecting. You could just say no. Uh, no, it was happening, and you guys know me. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the old you. I tried to get you to eat hot chicken in Nashville. You told me to fuck right off. You're, you're changing. <laughs> uh, but, BJ, in terms of what you were saying about uh, the, the whole haircut experience, me wanting to uh, ask for repairs to be done, uh, like you, well, you guys can verify that my level of caring for my hair is low and always has been. <laughs> Uh, and going to the barber is one of the more begrudging experiences I do as part of my month, uh, part of an average month of where I don't like to go. I just want it to be over. And once they've finished and turned me around, in, as long as I still have hair, I'm good with it. Largely because, as you said, what they've good done with is things I'm not going to repeat. So how it looks isn't really relevant, at least not in that chair. So uh, I, I know this isn't at all funny, but uh, what I found really helps is having, like, numbers for trimmers. Yeah. And being like, I want, you know, three on sides of back, faded two of five on top, and I get almost the exact same haircut every time, except for at the barbershop that I go to, uh, one of the... Uh, barbers, uh, stylists, or whatever, like, has decided that when I say five on top, that means that she's going to just cut it with scissors. And it's a much better haircut for, if like, two right. weeks. If they do it right, right. Yeah, no, no, she does, like, a much better job, but, it, like, it doesn't last as long because it's a little bit longer. And, uh, like, I, I don't understand why it doesn't last as long, but, like, it just doesn't. And But it is a much better haircut for those first, like, couple of weeks. I would like to point out just how much of a like on-brand scientist you are. You like, all right, I, I, basically you hacked how to get a haircut into do these two or three sentences. I can get a haircut that at a 95% confidence interval um, is is going to be acceptable for me, as opposed to somebody who just goes in and like my wife, for instance, for instance, who really doesn't have a scientist mind; she's more of an artist mind, and she just says, "Go nuts." She wants to see somebody, you know, surprise her with her haircut. Okay, so I, I did try that because I initially assumed that they would have, like, some useful input and whatever else, and pretty much any time I said, like, you know, I just, like, I want it shorter and I want it to look good, they're just like, that doesn't help me. Like, you, I need more instruction, and I'm just like, okay, like, I can try and give you more instruction, but, like, honestly, here, you're an expert, I just don't want long hair anymore. <laughs> the same but less, please. I'm going to say something, uh, BJ, and, and I, I think you'll accept it, but I think perhaps that you become you, you come off as an asshole to people. Because oh, I've uh, said, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've said less and do whatever you want a hundred times to barbers um, and, and whatever the new boozy term is for those people. Um, and they're all like, okay, fine. Um, yeah, same here. 
they don't. I will say so. Um, if you are, if you ever live in the Triangle area, there's a place called Pluto uh, Williams. Uh, they have a place on on this near my house, and they're fantastic. Uh, it's twenty three dollars. You get a beer, and you're and you're out in thirty minutes almost. You get a beer too. Yep. What is it? What is the name of this place? I'll send you a link. Um, nice. It's, it's, it's Pedro Williams. They are they are on point. Um, to your point, BJ, about the the, the remembering the the um, lengths of the, the shears, um, they keep that record. So like the even like a random brand new person, they'll say, oh you're you're four and a, a three or whatever the numbers are, and I'm like, yeah, that that thing. Um, I, I will say they're they're on point, quick, uh, relatively inexpensive, and uh, pretty efficient. So, awesome. Uh, you know, if I'm in that area, I'll definitely have to check it out. It's uh, all right. Good on-brand segment there from BJ. Um, I can offer one for me. Yeah. Um, which I did completely. So for, let's. I did this completely by accident, and let's back up to a couple of um, Levi's sort of tropes about me or his comments about me. One of which is that I'm a flip flopper. Um, I might be declaring for House Targaryen one episode and I'm House Stark the next. I flip-flop like crazy. I caught myself the other day getting into my car, and my car has a Pete Buttigieg bumper sticker on it. I had an Elizabeth Warren t-shirt on and an Andrew Yang hat on. <laughs> <laughs> is that hedging your bets, or is that... Okay, so, so the biggest thing for me here is I, I just I I can't imagine having a bumper sticker on my car because I especially like a political one because like it's done in, in like a year and you just can't get it off. Like I guess it's it magnetic. Okay. The, the new ones you can get off pretty easily. Okay. Um, and actually, I'm glad I did it because I live in this. I mean, it is one step away from like a residential facility. There are old people all over the place where I live now in my townhome. And when we put the Buttigieg, Sarah and I both put the Buttigieg bumper stickers on, we had three different people um, come to us and say they didn't know about Pete Buttigieg, but when they saw that bumper sticker, they checked him out and they liked him. Whew! Right there. We That's the marketing thereafter. Yeah, it works. But yeah, I was all over the place. I, th I think the only thing you could tell if you just caught me in that moment was I'm not a big Trump guy. <laughs> That's probably the only thing, you, and that that I'm a little uh, a little bit fickle. Ah, whatever. Yang, <laughs> all good. We'll need to get you some uh, Kamala swag. And related, I don't, I'm not a big Kamala fan, but uh, <laughs> related to this uh, this on brand, when we could do the next episode, right? So we we go over to part two. Um, I want to debut a new segment called um, "Did Mariana Williamson Say This." There's a little bit of tease. I've got a list of quotes, some of which she said, some of which she didn't, um, that I would like the group to uh, listen to and, and guess. Yeah, I'm down with that. Sounds good. Um, all right, so so Spencer and Levi, um, hopefully since you, you've had time to prepare. Levi, you got one? I do. So so uh, in, in sort of my vein, I, 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 I was struggling to find a – find something um, this morning when I was sort of thinking through my life over the past couple of weeks. Um, and I asked Sam, um, what was the most Levi thing that I had done recently? Um, and she gave, gave me a story, which on, upon reflection is, is, is really quite on brand. Um, so yesterday, my, my girlfriend was going out with her friends. They were having a, a 
since we're leaving the area, they're having a sort of basically extended going away party. They did a lot of little things together, went on a hike, did a scavenger hunt, um, did some, some paint by numbers, this sort of thing. So she's gone for the most of the day. I'm around the house doing odds and ends, um, and I get the idea of like, hey, I should go get her car clean, like really deep cleaned. Um, and so I go and take her car and get it deep cleaned. And so when I'm doing that, I'm also taking out some some. She has these disposable um, one-use um, uh, uh, cameras, you know, the ones from from back in the day where you could just you know click through them and then sure. off to be developed. Uh, she had those, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get send those to Walgreens or CVS or wherever and, and get her car clean. She texts me about midway through. He's like, Levi, have you absconded with my car? Um, and I just reply back, no, um, because I, <laughs> I lie about silly things. Um, <laughs> and she basically responds back something to the, like, you had to. Um, you're here. The car is not here. Are, are you, like, doing something with it? Um, and I texted her in response of, I don't understand these baseless accusations. And I tweeted her a, a gif of Trump saying fake news. Um, and just didn't respond to her for the next, next 15, 20 minutes and, and rolled back up at the house. And she's like, Levi, that's, you could have just told me you were getting my car cleaned. I was like, yeah, I could have, but it's fun. It was more fun to right. not to do yeah. that. I've learned a long time ago with you, Levi. I have to ask very specific questions. I can't ask the question where I'm like, hey, what do you think about, and you're just like, no comment. It's like, okay, all right. I have to try to really extrapolate the information based on the question. So basically, I have Spencer's a lawyer beside me saying, not specific enough? No. Objection. Void for vagueness. That's a phrase I'm, I'm, I'm going to reuse. <laughs> Spencer, what's your, uh, what's your on-brand segment of the week? Uh, on Wednesday, I went mostly blind and yet kept working. Uh, Do you tell? Uh, say what? Elaborate. Uh, okay. I, th I thought my, I thought that that was enough. But uh, in terms of details, uh, I was uh, after like a twelve-hour masturbation session. Just like the the liquid just had been drained out of your face and. Ooh, no, it wasn't that. Uh, I was at work. It was pretty early in the day, like eleven o'clock or so. And you know that effect you get if you look at the sun. Where you start to see like little red spots that you get in your eyes? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I started getting those uh, all over my vision, of where about at a certain point up to eighty percent of my vision was just blocked by those little red uh, glowing dots. That while did it was you, happening, hmm? did you stare at the sun for a long time? No, no, I was just at my desk. I was just sitting at my desk, and suddenly they just started to appear and block my vision, uh, and a lot of people probably would have been concerned or, you know, like called somebody or stopped working. My sure. only response was to start trying to tilt my head in a way that I could find a gap in my vision that was still functioning so that I could keep typing. And Spencer's bosses, which we've, we've, <laughs> we know, listen, um, here's your sign, right? Here's all you need to know about what you've done to this poor guy. He's yeah. his head sideways so that he can continue to work even though his vision is deteriorating. Yeah. To a point, he just said 80% of his vision was gone. His, it, it got up to that point. continuing to work. By 80%, I went to the bathroom to like try to put water in my eyes, thinking like maybe I had something in my eyes, which did not help and proved remarkably difficult to get back from the bathroom. Um, but got back to my desk, kept working, and eventually it just kind of went away, and I just never really stopped working. Spencer. And here I am. Do me a favor. 
And like make an appointment with an ophthalmologist. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. Like, no, that's not good, Spencer. It's fine. It's totally fine. Okay, Le- Levi, when's the last time you've seen a medical profession of any sort? Oh, six, seven years. Okay. That's a terrible thing you just said, Levi. You need to go to the doctor, Spencer. That uh, look. That you need to go to a doctor. That could have been all kinds of. I, I can tell you what it was because it has actually happened before to me in the past. I had not remembered it at the time, but it was uh, my brain starting of where I started to get a vague, a vague pulse in the back of my head that I just kind of put aside and that it got worse after that actually started to fade. And that can be one of the signs of migraine starting to fall. But you understand that like sometimes a migraine is a symptom of a bigger issue. Sure. That's not, that's not the primary I, issue. I also can say in terms of one brand that my last time seeing a doctor actually going to a doctor's office for like a physical or a visit or thing that kind of yeah, talking about like seeing Joey on vacation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, last time I actually had a full physical done in a doctor's office was I was 18 before I went to college. What the fuck? You have health insurance, Spencer. Why? Not I, like, I, uh, I get them every year. I get blood tests done. Like, you got to well, know, man. I, part of what's helped me off is that every year I've been at my job, they bring in a nurse to take your blood, to, to measure your blood pressure. Oh, my gosh. The Stockholm Syndrome at work. So Are they, you fucking kidding me? This is, you know what this is? This is like a, this is like fucking, like one of those cruise ships designed to just keep you on the ship forever. Like, oh yeah, no, you don't need to leave work. We'll bring the nurse. I was, was going to say, I feel like it's more like Vegas. <laughs> like, you don't know what time of day it is. You don't know what you're doing. You're just like at work. You know, you're you don't need to leave. They'll bring in food. They'll bring in, you know, whatever you need. A nurse, a massage therapist. Just, you know, keep going. I'm very unnerved by this. Uh, Levi, uh, Spencer, you need to go to the doctor. You need to do your annual physical. That's very important. BJ, do you get your annual physical? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I have been to a doctor more recently. Um, In the last seven years? Congrats. Well, I did get my appendix out, so um, that, that was kind of necessary. Yeah. That, 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 Actually, when have you voluntarily oh gone for an examination without an imminent medical need? Okay, so so dental, dental does not count. To, does not well, count. Okay, so we say it does not count, but but for some people on the spot it does. Um, uh, so when I was in grad school, I would go on a semi-regular basis, whether I needed it or not, because it was way more convenient. I would just like show up to student health or whatever, and just like get get whatever it is I needed done. Um, but but now it's. It's a lot more difficult just because of the health insurance that I have and getting. Um, I really disliked the doctor that I had initially because I called him essentially when I had appendicitis and like left a couple of messages and he never returned them. And it was just like, well, I hate you now. I need a new doctor. And so <laughs> navigating yeah. Health, yeah. health insurance and how things are set up was kind of a nightmare because I've had to, I found out that you have to change groups and like how health insurance payments work in the specific thing that I am in. And I almost called you up and was just like, what is all of this shit? And, uh, but, but anyway, so, so I got that taken care of and I'm going to be doing it on a more regular basis now. Yes, you should. Everybody should be getting their annual physical. I'm a big fan of this. You know, and BJ, to your point, it does, it really does frustrate me because I, I have a doctor that I don't like. Um, I go to her. She's probably 75 to 100 pounds overweight. Um, she's the type of overweight where she only wears Crocs. If that, that helps you. Um, 
and she will be like, do you have more than two alcoholic drinks in a day? And I'm like, well, yeah, like a lot. And then she's like berating me about being unhealthy. And I'm like looking at her massive gut. Like, are you fucking And then I get really angry because I'm like, do you not have a single fucking smoker who comes to you? Like, at some point as a doctor, you have to set aside, okay, this person is doing this thing that is unhealthy. I'm not going to just sit and, and, and harp on it. Yes, she does. Nonetheless, I persevere. I nonetheless go to the doctor, do my physical. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I persevere and keep drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I'm going to do that. Like, it's a dumb thing. Um, Yeah. But I have my my annual physical next month with this barrel ball of a fucking doctor that I'm going to go talk to. So um, I actually have heard the other side of this, and, like, I get what you're saying, and I 100%, like, I, I, it makes sense. But uh, one of my other friends, who's a general practitioner, and he has a lot of diabetic patients, and that's apparently a lot of what you see as a diabetic uh, or as a general practitioner, people that, that come in on a very regular basis. And first of all, they'll lie and say, "Oh yeah, I've been keeping up with my diet," and also that they've been keeping up with their drugs. And like with a simple blood test, you know that they're not. And it's just like to not try and intervene and not try and be like, hey, like, you shouldn't do this. Like, yeah, the doctor that you have is probably, like, not doing that well and not having that interaction with you well. But, like, at a certain point, like, you can just say, well, like, all right, well, you're just going to die of diabetes and, like, go for it. But but I feel like that that's not something that they're geared to do and not something that they should be doing. And so, like, yeah, this person probably shouldn't be, like, yelling at you, but like for them not to say something is like really against like their job and what they're supposed to do. No, this is, this is different. This is every fucking time. And I I go to the doctor probably once every six months. Like I'm very proactive. If I have a stomach ache or something, I go to the doctor, just make sure. I'm just making sure. That's why I have health insurance. And she's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's almost comedic how he harps on certain things. Um, But to your point, I mean, obviously if you're engaged in unhealthy behavior, they should tell you, um, but that can't, you know, I think what ends up happening um, is doctors will harp on it so much that folks like you and Spencer and Levi don't go to the fucking doctor because it's an unpleasant fucking experience because you're rated about everything you're doing. So uh, I think there, there has to be a lot. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, I treat this lady kind of like a fucking robot. Like, she can say what she wants. Do, do my labs, tell me that they're normal, and then mm-hmm. I, I'm good. You know, yeah, my chest is hurting. Do an EKG. I just want to make sure I'm not going to fall out of a heart attack. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think like one of my major frustrations with seeing a doctor is just like it's the same thing. I have this a similar issue as to like when I call in for IT support, and you know they're like, "Did you plug it in?" And it's like, "Hey, I'm having having this pain, and you know I, I wanted to get it checked out." And they're like, "Well, you know, have you tried taking you know some." Advil, and it's just like, yeah, thanks. Like, yes, I have. You know, I, I'm I'm here because, you know, it's not going away. Like, and I, I try and be descriptive, not just like this hurts, and it's just like, hey, I've had this pain for this long, and you know, I've you know, I've, I've been taking some Advil, and it hasn't been going away. And the, and my favorite was like, I was talking to this one doctor who just didn't want to give me any like interesting drugs, which I I get like drug seeking behavior, but. Um, so he's just like, well, you know, how about I prescribe you, uh, you know, uh, Advil 800. So it's essentially like four times the normal, uh, dose in, in a single pill. And I was just like, well, I, Can you take four? 
it, yeah, I can just, first of all, I can just take four. And second of all, like, I've already been doing that and it still hasn't gone away because it really hurts. And just going through this, like, um, sometimes I'll just be as descriptive as possible and be like, you know, this exact portion of me hurts. And it's just like, you know, so is it the front of your shoulder or the back of your shoulder? And it's just like, dude, I was just like the, you know, the anterior aspect of, of, you know, my pectoral insertion. And you're asking me like, if it's the front or the back, like, just come on, like work with me a little bit rather than, you know, going through the same rigmarole as, as you go with, with everybody. But anyway, so, so that's sort of my rant sounds about. Like, sounds like an excuse factors. to me. Um, Spencer, do you want to tell us about the second whiskey? Oh, uh, sure. Shall we do that on the next episode? Oh, yeah, we can do that. We've, yeah, yeah. we've reached just about an hour, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so moral of that story, go to your doctor. Well, yep. doctor, I know can, that. Can, I, can I tell one last doctor story? Or do we oh, go for it, no, please. Definitely. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you a story of the last times I went to a doctor. It's one of the things that's kind of made me basically disinclined to go back anytime soon. Um, I, remember when we used to regularly go up to uh, Josh's uh, lake houses for like an annual routine? Yep. yep. We, we Three fingers years. instead of two? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. I, one time I got back, one time we were there, um, their, uh, I think it was Josh's daughter had like the sniffles, just relatively minor, whatever else. Oh, whoa. Um, but afterwards we all got pretty seriously ill. This was the, this was episode three of Chernobyl situation. We all got fucking real. I got real sick after that. Yeah. It, it, it's just amazing what incredibly toxic effect a, a tiny little baby illness has on otherwise normal people of where this mild little sneeze just knocked us all down. For me, I had a fever for two and a half weeks that I could not get to stop. I had uh, headaches that were so severe that they would hit me with a pulse and I would fall to my knees. And after even me, what the fuck? after like a week and a half of that, I was like, okay, maybe I should check on this. So I went to a doctor. Spencer, future reference. Mm -hmm. If a fever doesn't go away within like 48 hours, go to a doctor. Well, I I, I uh, got the 168-hour rule. But no, no, no. BJ, I'm dispensing the, the fucking advice. I, I, I know you are, there, but okay. like there are things like strep that like it, it will present with a fever. And if you don't treat it for a week, like well, it'll go to your heart. And I could make the fever stop when I was on medicine. The moment I was off medicine, it would come back. That, that's that's not how I, like having a fever works. Um, but after week, week and a half or so, I went to a doctor and, uh, they performed battery tests and could not confirm what it was that was causing this, uh, no bacteria, no virus, no anything else that they at least could quickly measure. So they sent me to the emergency room to go get me checked out what? and went to the emergency room, um, which was a hellish experience. I hadn't been in the emergency room since I was a kid. Emergency room in Florida. Look out. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot. There were, there were a lot of much more substantially injured people around me that I felt bad that I was getting in line around. Um, but got in there. Eventually, they didn't have a room or anything. I was just laying on a gurney in the middle of the hallways. Other people were just going past me. You were laying on a gurney. Okay, so we make jokes about Florida being third world, but <laughs> I was laying on a gurney of where I was there. We were there for about three hours, of where I was just kind of sitting there and eventually laying down because I got tired and my head was hurting. Uh, a doctor took my temperature, uh, took me in for one test, like examined my lungs real quick to make sure I didn't have pneumonia or something, and then just prescribed me extra strength Tylenol and sent me home saying, eh, it'll clear up. Um, and for that experience, I received a bill for $2,643.
So they didn't file it with your insurance, obviously. No, that was my insurance. That included my insurance's reduction. I have a five thousand dollar deductible through my work, and so um, they reduced it from thirty six hundred to twenty six hundred, and then just sent me the bill. And wait a second, you have a five thousand dollar deductible, but you don't have a cap on the individual ER visits. Nope, I do not. Spencer's uh, bosses. Uh, yet again, I'd like to point out a flaw in the system here. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty so, sure you can afford a little bit better health care than yeah, that. Yeah, our nine <laughs> Tylenol and three hours sitting on a gurney, I received a bill that I tried to negotiate down, and they threatened to sue me unless I paid it right away. Did and, you say okay? Well, that's not a problem. See, this is a problem with your health insurance, Spencer. This is, uh, yeah. It, it, so, it, so oh, wait, yeah. doesn't Bridget have health insurance through her work? Bridget has health insurance through her work, but we're not married. That's so we each have our individual health insurance. See, Levi? There's I don't know about a flaw in the system, but... So, <laughs> So Spencer, did you tell like did you give them a good history or did you just oh, I say did. I have a fever? I gave them a full history of exactly as best as I could determine what the situation was, where it came from, how long I'd been feeling it. And again, they did like one or two tests, took my you, temperature. You need to find a better doctor. Again, so this is my I problem. Serum. I didn't get to pick like the, the doctors well you what do you mean you didn't get to pick? Oh well at the original you're, doctor, you like you need to pick better. Again, I, I I did not have an existing general practitioner at the time. I just went to one of the ones that was on my insurance, and that was what I got. And so a couple of things made me really pissed off about doctors for about a couple of years. A couple of things I'd like to point out. One is that part of the flaw the flaw here is you didn't know your own health insurance plan when you went to the ER. So you 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 I did, did not know it backwards and forwards. I did not know that. Well, that you don't need it backwards and forwards, but but knowing you have a deductible with no cap on an individual visit, that's that's pretty basic. Second mm. thing is. Yeah, and I hear people do this all the time. Actually, my mom and dad both do this. They go to the doctor, and the doctor runs a battery of tests and says, we don't know what it is. Um, you're good to go. And they say, I basically got nothing out of that. And I'm like, no, you got a lot, because they ruled out cancer. They ruled out infections. They ruled out all the shit that could be going. That's why you go to a doctor if you're sick. Yeah. For the peace of mind that it's not going to get worse, or you don't have something more, you know. They did confirm that, and it cleared up in 72 hours afterwards. So I didn't, en didn't enjoy the experience, not in my pocketbook, and I became disinclined to go back to doctors for a while after that. Okay. All right. I feel well, like as a lawyer, you should just been like, yes, let's take this to trial. No, I'm a lawyer. We actually don't like going to trial if we're having to pay for it ourselves. That's arbitrary well, then, shit. Yeah, then, then they have to like pay, pay a lawyer to deal with you and stuff like that. And I feel like if you're like, yes, I'm a lawyer, I'm happy to take this to trial, Unless you want to negotiate down, I feel like your your negotiating ability increases. But anyway, all right. That, that, well, that's that good. I think we had a first, uh, a great yep. first uh, segment. Levi, anything you want to add before we we break and go to the second whiskey part two? Um, nothing in depth, but I do want to point out here that 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 Spencer said he didn't like going to trial on his own money. That implies that his hourly rate is is more expensive than what that bill is. Um, so kudos, Spencer. Good work. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, that does it for part one of Whiskey the Weekends on July 28th. We had tried the um, Lafroig quarter cask. It was very good. Thank you, Spencer. We will now and come back for part two. Thanks, everybody. Part two.